You cannot kill that which was never born! We are on infinite universe! Don't be cursed by a universe. The Earth never ends, and you never die. Metallica, now that we're dead. You mean to tell me that for the last 500 plus years, we've been told we are on a sphere, and now an oblate sphere, and we've got global warming in nature. The hockey stick is this long-term cooling followed by a dramatic warming that we see here. There's not a single fact or date or number that's been used to make this up. They're gonna blow this thing up, but we've got to get to another planetoid, don't we? And welcome back for part two of the series on You Never Really Die or <laughs> The Myth of Death. It was so long I had to kind of break it in half there like a Kit Kat and make the two portions. It's really just going on and on for too much for one podcast. So here we are again, not dying. Maybe some of you have heard 13A, The Myth of Death, which was our first part. This will conclude the series of three in a row on the entire podcast series, The Fear Factors That Concern Us All in Life. To recap once again, the first part, we covered the myth of the nuclear technology. There are no bombs. There are no power stations fueled by imaginary splitting of atoms, creating energy, blah, blah, blah. Close family member of mine worked on um, a plant at one of these locations, uh, actually multiple plants for several years in the career. And not once did the personal badge ever go off as a radiation leak cooling towers next to rivers and dams where energy can be made by flooding the lakes not really because there's some kind of nuclear rod giving off heat causing steam silliness like that uh, the second one that we covered was the myth of the satan or the devil or lucifer there is no real entity like this anywhere this is a, um, a tool used by both religion and government collectively. I like to refer to that as God vermint to keep the unknown masses, the victim uh, masses, <clears throat> because you have to understand why are people suckered into all this stuff? Well, you know, Vladimir Lenin, and that really wasn't his real name, said in World War II, if the, you want to... Uh, control the opposition just lead it yourself and the foundational um, method of preparing masses of people to be fooled and led 
is an environmental uh, change. Air that you breathe, water that you drink, food that you partake of, and of course all of these many nowadays inoculations and vaccinations. Free flu shot, don't get that flu. Um, just all of these chemical add-ons to the standard models of our perfect creatorial bodies and uh, ethereal inside parts and outside parts that control this body. We don't need no stinking additives. You know, it's like, really? <laughs> There's toxins in my table here, you know, Jack might say. Get out. Get out immediately or there's going to be trouble. Man, I mean it. What if this is as good as it gets? So all of these um, preparatorial uh, ingredients to make everyone in a mindset and uh, a spirit set to receive their due fraudulent directives and controls. That's why uh, the masses of people are more victims than just people who um, may not have the intelligence to figure this all out. Animal crackers in my soup do funny things to me. They make me think my neighborhood is a big menagerie. Remove all those environmental toxins and add-ons and everything, and everyone is doing just fine. Our bodies can heal themselves. Thank you very much. And when I say that, I mean in, in masse, in large, most cases, there are some incidents when there are birth defects that could be brought on by many multitude reasons or the other. But in, by and large, most people left alone with all these additives will do just fine. So back on the lying fraud of um, the fear factor of the Satan we talked about how it was just a contrived uh, entity made up by uh, past wayward creators as an add-on to religion just to make everyone nervous and anxious so that they'd have to go to the church or the state or the church state for protection and guidance. After all that men could do had failed, the Martians were destroyed and humanity was saved by the littlest things which God in his wisdom had put upon this earth. And so these fear factors have certainly played into uh, a lot of the misunderstandings that go on on these six lands that we call, or they call rather, the globe. Oh, that looks beautiful, Daniel. It has a stark beauty all its own. It's uh, like much of the high desert of the uh, United States. One of truth's protective layers. Much of the high desert of the uh, United States. One of truth's protective layers. Truth is not protected. Lies are. I think you've been strong-armed, Neil. So then we're on the third one here, and this is the second part of the fake death. No one really dies when you think about it. Um, and you have to question, did you ever get born? And this bodily thing that we keep coming in and out of, and that's not really life per se. If you can live outside of the body, you certainly don't need the body to maintain an existence. Nobody, 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 nobody. 
Although that is, by and large, what it appears to be going on with uh, all of the media and government and religion. A lot of emphasis on family is first and important, and your body is important. Take care of your body, your body, your body, your brain now, the age of the brain, trying to reverse engineer the brain. And they say that everything is contained inside that cranial uh, brain of ours, and um, including all your emotions and dreaming and memory. And as scientific evidence has proven through the studies that have been done, as we heard in the last podcast on reincarnation, you just don't really need that body. Uh, it's more like a, um, I guess it'd be like the, the shell of the lobster, um, and then you're the meat, if you want to use that analogy. Now I'm getting hungry for seafood. Okay, so those are the three uh, fear factors, and right now we're going to kind of uh, put this thing to bed with the second half of the fake death or the myth of death. So welcome to the podcast for those of you who are just joining for the first time. I invite you to go back on the Click Here playlist and listen to the last three to get caught up on this. Toying with an idea of the next podcast, I certainly want to talk about science, the birth of, the propagation of, the validity of, and how science uses its observational and empirical tools and methods of discovery to understand facts and how that may just start the ball game flawed when you don't consider the non um, shall we say uh, observational or sensory input realms of obtaining uh, knowledge and observation and we will talk about the debate between reason and logic and empiricism so maybe study up on your lock um, and all that other philosophical um, pre or uh, configuration before we get into that next one but I definitely want to do something about the science uh, the science some people call it the religion of science or scienceism uh, certainly could be considered that the way that some of these white coats rule uh, has uh, like uh, I guess you use the term gods among the uh, masses of people certainly to be respected as in the ancient uh, priesthood black robed figures but anyway uh, I guess I degrass again that's what I do bitch so let's focus now on the last half of the myth of death and actually find out what's it, what's it all about do we really die does anyone die has anyone ever died or do we just uh, recycle filter so stay tuned we use a lot of euphemisms when we talk about death you know people say things like you know I lost my father ah he'll turn up <laughs> you gotta stay optimistic with people like that give them reason to hope have you checked the dumpster out back he used to like to take a nap in there keep it upbeat so what we have to see here is that while there are those entities and institutions that might try to sway the natural process of living from day to day in a healthy, uh, informative, and uh, blissful way, it is possible, left alone in the forest, primeval, untouched natural realm, where there are no 
chemtrails that can pierce the ground. And Monsanto and other nefarious agricultural entities haven't destroyed everything yet. In those environments, the seeds fall to the ground and naturally grow another one of its kind. This is the way that it should be. This is the natural order of things. And my great hope is that one day in the future, we can return to such natural, such pristine, blissful, pure, paradisical ways of living. Once the free knowledge of the internet completely goes and does what it is designed to do and form everyone. So a hundred years from now, we may be able to go back to that pristine environment where everything naturally occurs. There is no fear, no institutions. Oh, I hear John Lennon's song Imagine playing in the back of my mind at this point. Because really, that's what we're looking for. Everyone, just get the heck along. We don't want war. The people of this earthen plane, these six lands that we know of, they don't want war. They don't want destruction. I want you to remember that no bastard ever won war by dying for his country. He won it by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his country. Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Army training, sir! Army training, sir! So am I to understand that you men completed your training on your own? That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! If Mr. Blair wants us to be at the heart of Europe, let us simply go to the heart of Europe. Gather together those submarines which don't leak. <laughs> Prime those rifles which do not jab. Get the army to Waterloo Station, buy 55,000 tickets on the Eurostar, and invade France. Those previous clips in order, George C. Scott from Patton, Bill Murray from Stripes, and Rowan Atkinson from Black Adder. We are creators. We are here to create life, liberty, and just peace. Get peace a fighting chance, you might say. Now that we understand that there is no real death that kind of stops things, it's just a natural shedding of this bodily flesh and getting another one and moving on down the line. So the focus may change to a reincarnative discussion rather than a door shutting with death written on it. Reincarnate. Come back to another body. But still, this does not negate the fact that there is a source creator and we are the spawn thereof and creators along with. Kind of a super faith beyond faith to understand that we didn't come from some big Catholic priestorial bang that was stated by such a person, a wayward creator, and stepped out of the limelight to let scientific thwartation begin and make everyone think that we are some kind of an accident in the historical void that now ex nihilo results in all of this 
minutiae of microevolutionary dust aligning in some random popcorn pattern that just happens to throw everything together. And then all of a sudden, we have all this diversity of speciality and imaginary planetariousness and all of these different random replicating and self-replicating beings, animals, plants, and what they call the humans of the earth. It just doesn't make any sense. So if we were never born, we can never die. We just continue as created by the source creator, the first creator, living a life that never ends. Like the eagle flies above the storm and dips down as needed to get what it wants. Perhaps we can look at it that way. We continually fly and only go down when we need to, when we need to get another body. So this is something to think about. Here's another thing they say after a death. This is usually said to the surviving spouse. Listen, if there's anything I can do, anything at all, please don't hesitate to ask. What are you going to do, a resurrection? <laughs> this ain't the New Testament, you know. You know what you tell a guy like that who wants to help? Oh, fine, why don't you come over this weekend? You can paint the garage. <laughs> Bring your plunger. The upstairs toilet overflowed and there's shit all over the floor up there. Do you drive a tractor? Good, that'll come in handy. The North 40 needs a lot of attention. Bring your chainsaw and your pickaxe. We're going to put your ass to work. He wants to help and call his bluff. Call his bluff. Don't hesitate to ask. The nerve of these pricks. Well, a lot has been said about reincarnation in reference to the motion picture Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, but I want you to listen closely to this montage of the six o'clock alarm going off. They put it back to back, and it's Sonny and Cher singing that song, I Got You, Babe. And for the sake of those listening who may have not viewed the motion picture itself, his character is an anchorman for a news station. He is on location where Puxatoni Phil, the famous groundhog, is going to be seeing his shadow. So he's camped out at a nearby hotel area and resting. And every time that the alarm clock goes off, it's another day the same. And it is simply a loop of time that uh, Bill Murray's character has gotten himself into. He's laying in bed, hoping that the next morning he awakens will be a new day. But much to his horror and amazement, every single day comes back to this alarm clock going off at 6 a.m., awakening him with the same wretched tune. So here we go. Then put your little hand in mine Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain We can't find I got you, 
babe. You put your little hand in mine. There's no mountain or hill we can't climb. This is certainly a metaphorical uh, innuendo to being a babe once again. As you leave one body and enter the next one, you have to start out as a cell-splitting, dividing fetus. And according to some traditions, anywhere between the first cell division, a la Protestant Christianity, that's when life begins at conception, all the way up until you go down that canal. Merrily, merrily, life is but a dream until you open up and say hello world slapped on the ass and let's start again some traditions say life begins at birth whatever your belief is the fact remains that you got you babe another babe something to consider pass the cigar I love, I'm going to tell you non-smokers something right now that I know for a fact you don't know, and I delight in telling my brothers things they don't know. Bill Hicks, Alex Jones. Particularly when they're true, which this is. Ready? Non-smokers. Ready? Drum roll. Non-smokers die every day. <laughs> Sleep tight. <laughs> you see, I know you entertain some type of eternal life fantasy because you've chosen not to smoke. Let me be the first to <clears throat> pop that bubble and send you hurtling back to reality. You're dead, too. Gonna read a little portion of a a website called facts are facts.com and it's an article on reincarnation the church's biggest lie is the title of it just a little section here that i think will help explain this just a little bit the byzantine emperor justinian which would hold mankind prisoner in a false understanding of the reality of life and death for 1400 years in the generations before that, reincarnation was still an uncontested fact in the Christian church. Of course, we're talking about the Catholic universal church is what that word means, Catholic. Instead, whether Jesus had been more than a man or more God was heavily discussed. Kind of throw them off the topic, kind of like the fake moon landing, and they don't let you understand that you're looking at a fake map. So that was a great distraction. You know, stop talking about um, where you're going to go in your next cartridge, so to speak. Let's talk about this Jesus character. Back to the article. Nestorius, abbot of Antioch, believed that Mary should not be called the mother of God since she had only been given birth to a human Jesus. But a council declared Nestorius as a heretic and sent him into the desert and determined that Jesus was simultaneously human and divine. Blah, blah, blah. So, in the Council in 451, the emphasis was on the law of reincarnation. And the article goes on to state, As already mentioned, during these religious controversies, reincarnation was never once a topic of discussion. It was held to be a fundamental dogma. And, of course, dogma can be good or bad. It's a kind of a neutral term. So, this dogma was reinforced by the Council of 451. 
Who could have imagined, reading from the article, then that Christian theology would so essentially change with the ascension of Justinian to the throne of the Eastern Roman Empire in 527, and what profound repercussions the following centuries would suffer as a result. The partner, woman, wife of Justinian, her name was Theodora. And through this door uh, is where they nixed the reincarnation dogma. Back to the article. She had made a sharp social ascent in this daughter of a bear tamer from the Constantinople circus had used a woman's oldest weapon to make her climb. Earlier, she had been a young, beautiful prostitute whose services were happily sought by the aristocracy. Come up and season me sometime, big boy. She really was the uh, impetus behind the decision. And Theodora knew that as long as reincarnation was anchored fast in Christian consciousness, back to the article, but people would never accept her as a goddess. And so the doctrine of reincarnation had to be completely blotted out. Never give a sucker an even break or smarten up a chum. Theodora selected the monophysicist monks who were soon to be pardoned from their excommunications as willing helpers. They were to ensure that every teaching of reincarnation completely disappeared from all church documents. Did she ever come back again? Well, well say she came back. She came back a week later and beat the both of us up. Yeah, but she had another woman with her. So not only was there this uh, era of controlling people, Theodora herself wanted to become uh, a little higher and more falutiner than she should be, or at least she was possible of being. Do you know what she said? Let them eat cake. So this teaching of reincarnation was removed. Hence, an order was made anyone caught teaching it would be, shall we say, uh, reincarnated themselves. So all of these things occurred to remove it from the history books. But when you think about it, there's actually, even in the own scriptures themselves that people read, there's this strange little story in John chapter 9 of a man who was uh, born without eyesight. And the story says, as he went along, he saw a man, meaning this Jesus person, and his disciples were with him. And he, he was blind from birth. And his disciples were like, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents said he was born blind. Neither had this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. That don't make no sense. Hold on just a second here. How can this person do any kind of sinning if he's not quite uh, born yet? Hey, we've had a problem here. This is Houston. Say again, please. I am blind. I can't see. I must be a referee. No, 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 no. no. You, get, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. I'm not born. I can't sin. Roman scribes are at it again. So that turns the twisted tale into what the hell is going on here? And uh, you have to ask yourself, um, this is actually in the scripture of the New Testament. And 
everyone believes that the New Testament was written way before 500. So there's your established commonality. And we won't even go into some other ones like the reality that people thought uh, a reincarnative person, John the Baptist, is from Elijah. Not only are they reincarnating, but now they're starting to look at the past lives and line them up. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero with this laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I've made. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Off with his hands! So what we have here is a stark contrast between a one-and-done life and a one of unlimited lives. Uh, so this was a common feature, which brings me to the fear of death. Why would you fear death if you never die? And actually that's in the writ itself too, in the New Testament, this Jesus person was said to have said in John eleven twenty six, if you believe in me, you will never die. So you go to the funeral home and they're not in that box. Huh? Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. Thank you and good night. Well, that's not him. That's the body. That's the shell. It's not the nut. <laughs> he is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! <laughs> so there you have it. There are no nukes. The world's not going anywhere. There is no devil or demons. There is no place of the tormentation of the soul. Another reason why there could never be a hell. What a diabolical bastard of a creator there must be to torture somebody endlessly. No, 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 I'm buying that for one second. So there is no devil, there is no hell, there is no nuclear bomb that will blow me up and even if there was, I cannot die anyway. So, why all the fear? Why are people so anxious and fearful? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just sitting around <laughs> watching the wheel go round and round, and I'm just wondering, why so fearful? There's nothing to fear, not even fear. But what's the worst case scenario? You have a heart attack going home from wherever today. And just gonna get another body. It's gonna keep doing this thing. You never die, the earth never ends. That's a creator I can get my teeth into. That is an existence that is well worth living forever every once in a while you may have a glitch of deja vu you're not going to remember your past lives it drive you completely batty and that's the beauty of not going batty <laughs> the spice of life you get to really i guess ultimately when you think about eternity and uh, living over and over again on an endless plane of existence well, you know, <laughs> how are you going to tax that? How can you tax truth and freedom? This is Art Stimmel. Just sitting back, relaxing, and uh, 
not really fearful. Um, why don't you join me? And thank you for joining me for this podcast. Also, thanks to our sponsor, New Airwaves, and all their assistance and help making this happen. If you'd like to be a supporter of the podcast, it's certainly up to you. No fear. Contact us on Click Here Podcasts at Gmail. Send us a note. Drop us a line. Give us some feedback. Tell us how we can make it better experience for you or do you completely disagree with everything you've ever heard huh. let's have a discussion thank you for your time and we'll see you next time on click here please don't be fearful of what you click on and absorb everything that you can hear streets uh, every time I thought I've got it made it seemed the taste was not so sweet then I turned myself to face me but I never caught a glimpse of how the others must see the fake on I'm much too fast to take that test
Raise my hand to the Father. Gave it all to him that day. Fell anew and kissed my face. I hit my knees, now here I stand. There I was, now here I am. Here I am. Change. I'm born to love again, I'm a brand new man. What's going on, kid? I used to love a man, leave him. Oh, I'd brag about my freedom, how no one could tie me down. Then I met you. Looks nice. It's been a while, I'm not who I was before. You look surprised, your words don't burn me anymore Been meaning to tell ya, but I guess it's clear to see Don't be mad, it's just a brand new kind of me Can't be bad, I found a brand new kind of free
sure you knew When I bit off more than I could chew But through it all, when there was doubt I ate it up and spit it out I faced it all and I stood tall And it is my way I've loved, I've laughed and cried had my fill, my share of losing, and now as tears subside, I find it all so amusing. I wanted to take a little bit of time here at the end of this podcast, really don't know where else to put this, but uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, and mentioning about the esotericness of Elvis Presley and how most of his young life, certainly into his 20s and 30s, he was plagued why he was allowed to live and his twin brother Jesse was not. His mother tried to comfort him through the years and I think it's what led him to initially begin studying about life after, before, what's it all about, why am I here? Why am I this legendary persona and my baby brother was not even allowed to see the light of day? Well, when you think about the esotericness of what he was able to discover, speaking with, uh, you know, Yogamanda and uh, all the other uh, esoteric people, his hairdresser, Larry, all the thousands of books that he read and commented and studied on the life after the life that we live, and you got to wonder about the reincarnative story here in the family. Now, Lisa Marie, his only child, was born February 1st, 1968. And Jesse Guerin uh, left his infant body in 1935, January the 8th, and probably spent uh, a good portion of his ethereal next decision where to go, where to rebody out at. And long about 33 years later, I have this theory that he decided to come back into the Elvis Presley family in the reincarnated body of Lisa Marie. And I know this sounds a little far-fetched, but hear me out. Uh, he was um, uh, missed and uh, in the ethereal realms for so long. And in the eastern, uh, or as they call it, the eastern lands that we live in, where this um, teaching of... Uh, Reincarnation is second nature to a lot of uh, other social uh, studies. Uh, they find uh, a lot of cases where the reincarnation begins back in the same family. So here we go. 2-1-68, 2-1, 1968. And if you recall, Elvis came back uh, wondering if his career was over or if he needed to punch it through with his 68 comeback special. So... What a special way to come back into the Presley family as your uh, future niece. You are back special. Just a thought. Now, show my little daughter, Lisa. She's six years old. Look at her jump up. Put your dress down, Lisa. You pull your dress down before you jump up like that again, young lady. Yes, from my bed with thunder crazy. 
flashing in my head My pearls still wet on last night's tears And as I think of giving up The voice inside my coffee cup Kept crying out, ringing in my ears Don't cry Listening to the Click Here podcast, brought to you by New Airwaves Audio Productions. Mm-hmm.